You're listening to The Shepherd's Voice, featuring the Roman Catholic Archbishop of Singapore, Archbishop William Goh. My dear brothers and sisters in Christ, we all know very well, and it is commonly accepted, that strong marriages and united families, they are the bedrock of stable society. When marriages are weak, family is divided, and so is society. When marriages break down, it is not simply the couples who will have to suffer financially, emotionally, but even the children will have to bear the consequences of a failed marriage. As a result, many of them have been deeply wounded, hurt. Some of them cannot focus on their studies, and many are confused about what is happening in their family life. They find no peace, no joy, and they look for sometimes unhealthy friendship outside the family to complete the loneliness that they faced. Indeed, my dear brothers and sisters, this is truly what is happening in society today, that very often when children have been scarred by the parents' uh, failed relationship, many of them, in turn, when they get married, they too have difficulties trying to sustain an authentic relationship and also in a way they raise up their children. Yet at the same time, we all recognize that today's world makes marriage life and family life extremely challenging simply because lifestyle has changed. Today, husband and wife both are working. They have their own social demands on them. They have their own work to complete. Many of them have no time for each other, much less for their children. And so, my dear brothers and sisters, those children who have come from broken families, failed marriages of their parents, they become very skeptical of married life. They are fearful to enter into the same trap that their parents have gone through. They tend to disdain marriages. Some of them, they opt for cohabitation. And there are others who are confused over their gender. Today, it is cool for young people to consider themselves as non-binary. So these are all the situations that are challenging building strong marriages and family life. Indeed, in today's gospel, the question of divorce again was raised by the Pharisees. And we are told they asked Jesus, is it against the law for a man to divorce his wife? They were testing him. Simply because if Jesus were to recognize divorce, he would go against John the Baptist who condemned uh, Herod the Great for 
committing adultery with Herodias. If he were to agree with the law of Moses, he would also suffer the wrath of the people since many of them held John the Baptist high in honour and respect. At the same time, to say no, to divorce Herod, wrath will go upon him as John the Baptist did when he suffered martyrdom because of his criticisms of Herod's adultery. And so, my dear brothers and sisters, Jesus faced the same issue that most of us religious leaders face today. When people ask us this same question, if we were to say that divorce is wrong, then there are many who will criticize us and condemn us because we are narrow-minded, we lack compassion, we are too legalistic. That is one way of looking at such an answer. Then the other way is if we are compassionate to those who are divorced, or those who are of same-sex union, they say, you see, you are failing to uphold the scriptures, you are going against the law of the church, you are not orthodox in your teaching, and we are also condemned. Both ways, we end up with the same division. Today, in the gospel, Jesus was very wise. He refused to answer the question whether divorce was permitted or not. Rather, he went beyond the legal theological, the legal approach to marriage. Rather, he emphasized the theological viewpoint. That is to say, he brought the question of marriage and divorce right to the heart of creation. And he made it very clear. He said that at the very beginning of creation, God made them male and female. And this is why a man must leave father and mother and the two become one body. They are no longer two, therefore, but one body. Jesus combined the text of Genesis chapter 1 with the text that we have read today in Genesis chapter 2. That the unity of man and woman springs from the very fact that we are created in the image and likeness of God. Because Genesis tells us, male and female, God created us. And it is on this basis that we are equal because very often as we read into this gospel and even today's uh, first reading there is the temptation to subjugate women as second class as inferior to men and Jesus made it clear both men and women are equal in marriage and so my dear brothers and sisters at the end of the day what is the real issue the real issue is the crisis of faith. It is not so much a social, psychological um, problem. It is a crisis of faith. Because if we truly believe that the Bible is the word of God, that Jesus is the word of God in person, that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, then we will be able to accept that this is indeed God's plan for humanity that God intended marriage to be an unit, a unity between man and woman, permanent, no divorce, and most of all, fruitful 
that it will bring about procreation because God told Adam and Eve to go forth and multiply. These are the three properties of marriage. Indisability, unity, and fruitfulness. But of course, if we do not believe in the Bible, if we do not believe that this is what God intends for us, then we can continue to debate. We can continue to use our human reason to find excuses why divorce should be allowed, same-sex union should be permitted, and so on. And not only that, if we want to argue for same-sex union, we might as well argue for polygamy as well. Because in some religions, polygamy is also accepted. It is not considered illegal in many countries. So where do we go from this? If we keep on using human reason, we can never agree. That is the reason why the church's teaching on marriage, on family, cannot agree with the world. For the simple reason, our point of departure is from faith. Unless we have faith, we will distort the text, we will try to dilute the text, we will try to make the text of the scriptures to fit our desires, and we try to explain the difficult text of scriptures away so that we can continue to choose our preference in life. Moral relativism is what determines how most people live today. And so, my dear brothers and sisters, what is the real reason? Jesus in the gospel said, it is because you are unteachable, which is true. We are not teachable because we are weak. In today's second reading from the letter of Hebrews, we are told that Jesus, although he was God, he was made um, a little lower than angels to become man to suffer with us. This is not a criticism against us. Jesus was not condemning us. But rather, Jesus wants us to know that he understands our struggles. This is the human reality. The problem of marriage and divorce is as more than 4,000 years old, since Moses' times until today. It has never changed. We are still struggling with the question of divorce and marriage. And it is because of the broken nature of men, the human sinful condition. And that is why we keep on falling into a mess making a mess of our marriage because we are tempted, because we are weak, because we are selfish, because we are ego-centered, because we are proud, and many other reasons. And that is the reason why it is important. Again, in today's uh, second reading from the letter of Hebrews, we are told that Jesus is the one who has made, been made perfect through suffering. He is the one who sanctified us. We are called to follow Jesus. If you want to be strong in a marriage life, there is no other way. We need to make Jesus the center of our life, center for our marriage. That is why that is what it means to have a Catholic marriage. A Catholic marriage doesn't mean to have a grand wedding in church. That is not the meaning. Meaning is to be married in Christ, that the couple will center their life in Christ. That the couple will pray together, will share the word of God together. That the couple will serve Christ together. Only that can ensure a strong marriage and a strong family. You can get married in church, but if you don't put 
Jesus is the center of your marriage. If you don't pray together, you don't share the word of God together, how can the couple ever be united? In values, in truth, how can they have the same vision of life? And the children will definitely be totally confused because father and mommy, father and mother, daddy, mommy, they have different views of how we should live our lives. And that is why it's very challenging for those of us who are in mixed marriages trying to bring the family together, united in values, united in faith. But these are the challenges. This is the reality. And for this reason, it is important for us, while we understand the struggles of married life and uh, building families, we also need to be compassionate. We should not be judgmental because everyone has their own struggle. It is not for us to continue to pass negative judgment on others. Everybody has to answer before God. We are not in the situation. It is easy to talk about the theory, easy to talk about the law, what should be done. But the existential situation sometimes can be truly daunting. And so, as Christians, we need to be compassionate. We need to help not only those who are preparing for marriage, which is of great importance. Huh? Those, people, those young people huh? don't rush into marriage without serious preparation. If you want to be a doctor, you need about five years to prepare yourself. Marriage asks you to go for one month or a few sessions of marriage preparation course. Oh, Father, we are so busy. busy. We have no time for this. And later on, your marriage breaks down. That will be a real problem. So we need to prepare ourselves. And for those who are struggling in their marriages, we need to support them. We need to encourage them. And for those whose marriages have already failed, what do we do? We need to continue to embrace them so that they will feel that they belong to the community. They should never be discriminated, never be marginalized, because all the more they need faith, they need strength, and they need our love and support. And that is how, my dear brothers and sisters, that we can continue to promote truly strong marriages and united Happy families. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Shepherd's Voice, featuring His Grace, Archbishop William Goh. This podcast is brought to you by Catholic SG Radio.